K256CX 99.1 FM, Pasadena, Los Angeles. We are the voice of L.A. Hi, friends. It's Vin Scully. It's time for Dr. Clapper. In sports, there's winning and losing and getting injured. That's why there's Dr. Clapper. Dr. Clapper is the former head of orthopedic surgery at Cedar sinai The Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper, presented by Cedar sinai Hey, Dr. Clapper. How are you? Saturday mornings from 7 to 9. Silence is golden when you can't think of a good answer. <laughs> yes, Doc, I love your show. Now, here he is, Dr. Robert Clapper. <laughs> Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. What a fun hour that was, Steve Paulette. Steve Paulette at my side for over 10 years doing this show. What a pleasure. Combining the world that I love of surgery, sports, and art. Dr. Clapper. And hearing Kobe Bryant talk about this show just warms my heart. Makes me tear up every once in a while, but... Just hearing his voice, boy, could they use Kobe Bryant on the Lakers again, right? Mm. Earlier this week, my daughter has a neighbor who has a pink grapefruit tree, and they don't eat grapefruits. Because actually, if you're taking some medications, blood thinners, for example, you better not take a grapefruit because the grapefruit uniquely, not even an orange, but a grapefruit, will affect the coating on some of these pills and actually make the pill super powerful. Rather than being long-acting, the coating lets the medication slowly come out of your intestine to your body. The grapefruit juice takes the coating off and all of a sudden you have a hit of the medicine that could be at a level your body shouldn't have. So having grapefruit juice can be a contraindication, and I think that may be the reason this family that has a beautiful pink grapefruit tree doesn't eat them. Well, my daughter said, well, my dad loves pink grapefruits. They said, here. So they gave her bags of pink grapefruit. She called me. She said, Dad, I got, I got grapefruits for you. I said, okay, thanks. And it made me think all week. Who inspired me to eat these grapefruits every day? My father, he's the reason why I have an egg every day and I have a grapefruit every day. So I said to Jared Abrams, I want to talk about pink grapefruits. And my father told me, I have no idea where he got this from, that the greatest pink grapefruits in the world, and the world is a big place when you live in Far Rockaway, they come from Indian River, Florida. And he used to go tell me, this is the kind of skin you look for. It needs to be smooth, not mottled. He had all these, I don't know where he, he, I think he made up half the stuff, but he turned out to be right. So at 8.15, calling in is Doug Bernicke, who knows more about pink grapefruits from Indian River, Florida than anybody I know, and we're going to learn about it. But it made me think all week. You know how much I love the world of sports, the world of surgery, the world of art. And they're all the same to me. So in my world, there's got to be a connection between grapefruits and the world of art and the world of sports. Well, what do I know about a grapefruit? They're yellow. 
But when you cut them open, they're either a white grapefruit, a pink grapefruit, or a ruby red grapefruit. You describe the grapefruit based on the flesh on the inside, not the exterior because they're all yellow. They grow in clusters. That's why in Barbados in the 1600s, when two Asian plants planted there, naturally hybridized and combined a pomelo, which is yellow, with a sweet orange, the hybrid created this new fruit. They used to call it a forbidden fruit, but they grew in clusters. And the early settlers in Barbados said these These are grapefruits because they grow like grapes. They're a hybrid. They're always yellow. All these features to a grapefruit made me think all week, where do you see this yellow clusters hybridized in art? Well, you see it. In my lifetime, the greatest yellow was this song. I'm coming home, I've done my time. That's the great Tony Orlando and Dawn. But he actually started out as just Dawn hiding his name because he wasn't supposed to be a singer while he's working behind the desk as a music executive. His story is that of a grapefruit. And you'll understand why as we go on. Listen to the beginning of Tony Orlando's life. Paul Simon and Neil Sedaka and myself and the Tolkens, Lion Sleeps Tonight, all grew up together, all in the same office. Neil Diamond, Paul Simon, Neil Sedaka, Carol King, Bar- Bobby Darren, Connie Francis, and myself. And we were all teenagers then, hoping to make it in this business in 1961. Then, of course, we all had our hits. But in 63 and 64, the British invasion came in and I was out of, out of work. He's describing an orchard, basically, of musical talent, row after row of singer, Carol King, Neil Sedaka, him, Simon and Garfunkel. They're all growing up in this same spot in Brooklyn. But the Beatles came, and they all were out of business. He's got to get another job. It was over. So I went to work for Clive Davis, ran the music division for him. I was 23, earned my way up to vice president at Columbia Records, assigned Barry Mantle, produced his first records, uh, had Yardbirds, Blood, Sweat and Tears, a great Canadian group that I represented in those days. James Taylor, the same. So it was a great experience for me to sit behind the desk. And then you became a star. But he's a singer. He wants to be a singer. So he does a favor for a friend And he figures he's going to hide himself like a grapefruit in a cluster. He gets two singers, Telma Hopkins and her sister. And he's not going to call himself Tony Orlando. He's going to be Dawn and do a favor for his friend and record this song called Candida. And then I backed into it. I I recorded Candida as a favor for a friend of mine. Tony Wine, who's still in my band, wrote the song. And uh, I did it as a favor that hopefully he'd be able to pay his rent. The record became number one. Oh, my Candida, we could make it together. So he's still hidden in that cluster with Dawn. And lo and behold, he gets another hit. 
knocked three times on the ceiling. Now he realizes, it's time for me to get picked. It needs to be Tony, Orlando, and Dawn, and I'm yellow. And the song, the third song, is going to be Yellow Ribbon. Then came knocked three times, two number one records in a row. I went to Clive and said, it's time for me to leave and, and, and seek the dream that I had since I'm a kid. Got a television show in 73 with uh, CBS in the States and here in Canada. And the show was a big hit for us. And we had a great run. So it's my 50th year in show business this year. Wow. And I'm still two years younger than Paul McCartney, so I'll always be a kid. You're two years younger than Beatle, you're a kid, right? And listen to him telling young singers, you got to be like a grapefruit. You got to be a blend, a blend of musical influences, a little bit orange, a little bit pomelo. You got to be a grapefruit, basically. What should they listen to? Everything. But of yours, of yours, what they, should they no, listen they to? No, they shouldn't just listen to any one thing. They should listen to me, to my stuff, because I was really a pop artist at the time, and we were going against the grain when we came on. You had Led Zeppelin coming from the left and Cream coming from the right, and there's Tony Orlando and Dawn, where they come from. And so, with Yellow Ribbon, and knocked three times. On the ceiling if you want me. But you should listen to everything. I, I believe that if you take in rhythm and blues, country, pop, classical, if you take everything and you hone it into what your talent is, and then find yourself where you sit best in there, but collect it all. Be a sponge. Don't just sit with one kind of music. And don't forget... Maybe make that song something about yellow like a grapefruit. Here's Telma Hopkins talking about how it almost didn't happen, but actually the Vietnam War vet saved the day. They adopted his grapefruit song, Yellow Ribbon. It was not overnight. In fact, the group, uh, Tony Orlando and Dawn, was getting ready to break up when we went to the studio and heard a little song called Tie a Yellow Ribbon Around the Old Oak Tree. That was the real beginning. You talk about timing. That was because at that time all the veterans were coming back from Vietnam and the song itself was about a guy in prison and he was getting out of prison he said to his wife, you know, if you want me to come home, tie a yellow ribbon around the old oak tree. But a lot of the, the people in the military, they took that as their song so it just made it humongous, bigger than we ever thought. Timing is everything. Timing is everything. You can't eat a grapefruit every single moment. They got to ripen. Timing is everything in a grapefruit. Well, timing in America is a big deal because in America in sports, the story of the grapefruit, there was a time and place. There was a time in Babe Ruth's era when no one played baseball in the major leagues who was black. It was Branch Rickey who said, it's enough. I'm bringing Jackie Robinson to the Dodgers, but I'm going to do it like a grapefruit. I'm going to put him in a blue Dodger uniform so that he's a Dodger. The color of his skin, you ain't looking at that. You're looking at the fact that he's Dodger blue. It was a genius idea. And the whole idea of clustering his players, like a grapefruit grows in clusters in an orchard. Branch Rickey picked Indian River, Florida, and Vero Beach as a place to bring his players together like a grapefruit orchard. The story of Dodgertown. There are no holy places left in America, but Dodgertown is sacred. 
We take little on faith these days, but Dodgertown is home to true believers. The world rushes, Dodgertown takes things nice and easy. The game changes, Dodgertown, for nearly 60 years now, endures. While other clubs were training on far-off Latin American fields or scraping by on the dirt of South Texas, Branch Rickey dreamed of one great camp, one world in which all his boys ate, slept, and breathed baseball. Built on an abandoned naval base in Vero Beach, Florida in 1948, Dodgertown was home to Jackie Robinson, Duke Snyder, and Roy Campanella. Sandy Koufax learned to harness his fastball here. Every patch of dirt resonates. Every crack of the bat stirs echoes. Genius idea of Branch Rickey to do it this way, modeling a grapefruit orchard. But in 2009, the Dodgers will christen a new state-of-the-art facility in Glendale, Arizona. Dodgertown will fall silent. Maury Wills can hardly imagine it quiet. There were 800 ballplayers here when he mm. arrived in 1951 as a skinny 18-year-old kid from the projects. Every one of them, like Wills, wanting to someday suit up alongside Mr. Jackie Robinson. It was a carnival. But the color of your skin ain't gonna matter when you're wearing a blue uniform. But in an era in the American South when the color of your skin meant being on the outside looking in, it was an oasis too. On these fields, he wasn't black, he was blue. The morning after his first night as a rookie pitcher in Dodgertown, Tommy Lasorda waited in line for the house phone in the old barracks to call home and tell his parents he'd eaten dinner with the legendary Ralph Branca. That same spring, Mr. Ricky called him out to the practice mounds behind field number one and bet him a Coke he couldn't hit his cap sitting on home plate with a curveball. Tommy went 0 for 10, but every pitch was down and tight and the lesson was learned. He was in the thick of things rubbing elbows with heroes, taking pointers from gods. Now, Maury and Tommy are the icons. Their gathered wisdom and remembered stories, Dodgertown's beating heart. Mm. Six practice fields, 50-something pitcher's mounds, two tennis courts, a heart-shaped lake former owner Walter O'Malley dedicated to his wife Kay, a golf course now gone, a swimming pool the O'Malley family put in for their kids and grandkids, a laundry, a post office, the dining room, the lounge, the living quarters. Until 1972, everyone lived in the old naval barracks. Former catcher Steve Yeager, now a minor league coach, remembers chilly nights and sleeping four to a room. Dodger Town, the whole idea, clustering his players, having them wear a single uniform so that you could be Japanese, Korean, Mexican, or black. It didn't matter. You were a Dodger. The outside of that fruit is yellow, but it's the inside that describes the kind of grapefruit. It's a metaphor. It's a clapper vision. But that's where I see the grapefruit, in the Grapefruit League, in sports. In art, it was Tony Orlando's genius to cluster, to blend the pomelo and the orange, well, he blend rhythm and blues and pop to make those three big hits and change the world in music. Coming up next, we're going to learn all about really what's behind Indian River grapefruits and why they're so special. My guest calling in from Florida, I can't wait to talk to the great Doug Bernicke. Doug is coming up next on the Weekend Warriors show here on 710 ESPN. 
miss an interview or Doc's weekly story? Check it out on the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. Also, Doc's advice to callers on their aches and pains. Just type Weekend Warrior in the Facebook search bar and you'll see Doc's picture in the listings. And thanks for checking out the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. Hey, it's Sedano. You know there's no better way to start your Saturday than when my guy, Dr. Clapper, and the Weekend Warrior Show, 7 to 9 a.m. Saturday mornings. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. This orthopedic surgeon is on fire. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. Because I'm on fire. That's why. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. They call me mellow yellow, white right sleep. This is Dr. Clapper, quite rightly. <laughs> Does that mean I gotta be a Republican? Because <laughs> it doesn't say quite left. <laughs> Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. I'm so excited to talk to my guest. The great Doug Bernicke. Doug, thanks so much for waking up early and being with us here in Los Angeles. Well, it's not early here on the uh, East Coast, but I'm, <laughs> I'm glad to talk to you, Dr. Clapper. Oh, I'm having so much fun, and i got to really attribute my health. I'm 63 years old. I did 10 hours of surgery yesterday in the operating room. It comes because I appreciate what you do for a living, which is put that vitamin C in my body that allows me to fight all kinds of things from cancer to infection. It's the most powerful thing. Linus Pauling was right. He got a Nobel Prize recognizing the power of vitamin C. And if you take it by a pill, you just pee it right out because it's water soluble. People think they can take millions of units. Trust me, it gets right into your urine. You ain't absorbing it. You got to do it fresh. And there's no greater way to do it fresh than with a grapefruit. And there's no greater grapefruit than a grapefruit that comes from Indian River, Florida. And I can't thank you enough for being with us. So teach us, Doug, what exactly makes the Indian River area so special for growing grapefruits? Yeah, there, there's four key elements. One is, obviously, when you're growing a tree, you got to look to your soils. And the, the coquina limestone soils we have a a geologic formation made of coquina rock Hmm. that goes from about palm beach up to uh, near daytona beach Hmm. just along the eastern seaboard Hmm. that that helps the roots along with the saltiness of the sea breezes that brings in layers and layers of salt over the eons Hmm. so you have a, a large salt content of the soil and with the coquina rock the lime element then you, the third element is we have 55 inches of rainfall. Um, what, unlike other areas of the country, we have a lot of rainfall, which is one basically one inch a week. Hmm. Uh, and so that's just what you need along with we're near the freeze line. The citrus likes to be in the 40s and high 30s and 50s. And that's the temperature range we have here. So about four key elements along with a rootstock that brought us the quality we need is called sour orange rootstock. Hmm. And that that rootstock combined with all the elements gave the quality that has become world famous. We, we export 80% of our crop around the world to 20 different countries, hmm. primarily Europe and Japan, 
Um, and it, it, they, they demand and look for Indian River in those countries. And, and it's, it's quite, it's a nice following to have. It's just, I, I am no expert, but I've been eating them and drinking the juice for 63 years. And now I'm an expert. I got it. So now I need to work through some of my Abraham Clapper, my father, his, as they say in Yiddish, his Mishagas. So I would be in the, the fruit stand in front of the grapefruits in the supermarket, and he would say this to me. Tell me if he was right. He would say, they're juicier, Robbie, if you look for the smoother skin, not the, the, the crunchier-looking skin or the mottled skin. Look for the smoother skin. That means it's probably a thinner skin, and there'll be more juice. Does that have anything to do with what the skin looks like? I don't mean yellow and the pink. I'm just talking about the smoothness of it, the texture. Does that have anything to do with what the inside's going to be like? Absolutely. Oh, and, thank and, you, uh, Abraham Clapper. May he rest in yep. peace. He was right. And when you Indian River fruit is got a thin skin because our root zone uh, goes down to the water table here because our water table is only about three or four feet below the surface. So the roots are bathed in water and don't need to put energy into creating a large peel for, mm. to protect it from evaporation. So <laughs> our fruit, when you cut it in half, you have a thin skin. So a, a person who buys a piece of river fruit gets more juice or more for their money. Wow. Uh, pro- processors, fruit processors know it and come and seek any river fruit over other fruit sources because they get more to process out of our fruit. So it. Yeah, to your yeah, he was very wise, very yeah, wise. He was, he was. He never went to college. He had to work because he grew. He was born in 1915, so he had to go to work during the Great Depression, and uh, fought in World War II in Germany against Adolf Hitler. Um, but he was such a smart man and a kind man, and and I really spend every day in my life thinking about him and all the little tidbits he gave me. And uh, as an orthopedic surgeon, I just remember as a little kid helping him go on job sites to the rich people's houses. And we'd walk into the house and he'd say, now, Robbie, the first thing you do when you walk in a house, look up at the ceiling. Look to see if the carpenter made two 45-degree perfect cuts in the molding. Because if they did, it becomes a 90-degree angle. And to this day, I walk into a friend's house. I I look at the ceiling to see how the molding is. He has no idea what I'm looking at. But I'm looking at all those things. But he taught me all about your world of grapefruits, which is amazing. Let me ask you another question, if you don't mind. And I just, listen, Michelangelo is dead 500 years. I can't talk to him. I'm just so happy to talk to you right now, Doug. I want to know, when you look at a tree... Do you intentionally knock off some of the early buds or little fruits so that you minimize, or is there a perfect amount that should be in the cluster? Because if there's too many fruits, then you don't get to maximize each and every fruit that grows. And by the way, I have no idea what I'm talking about. In in a nutshell, a tree will dictate that. If it gets enough water and nutrients, it will hold a crop. And, and we call them a, a limb breaker. And so a tree will determine the size. If it doesn't get enough water, if we have an extreme drought or, or a, a tropical storm go through, through a, a tree will drop the fruit it can't carry. And so it determines that by itself, uh, by the environment and, and uh, the, the source of mainly the source of water here in the East Coast. By the way, Doug, as an orthopedic surgeon, you may affectionately refer to me as a limb fixer. 
for the limb that breaks. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I'm sure there are experts in the orchard that you call for limb breakage, and he's the orthopedic surgeon in Indian River for the orange for the grapefruit grove. <laughs> I want to ask you about flesh. I want to ask you about white, pink, and ruby red. And I understand natural mutations can occur that can lead from white to red to pink. But it's the scary thing that I read about a little bit in my reading for the show and for you is radiation, that they actually will radiate a tree to create mutations intentionally to get a pink grapefruit. Tell me about the natural and unnatural ways to talk to a grapefruit. Well, the, the original red grapefruit came from a tree that had a mutant, if you will, a mutant limb in Texas. Uh, one limb of one tree about uh, 80 years ago uh, what produced red grapefruit out of the blue. And from that one limb, they... They started to produce red grapefruit in Texas, and it spread here to Florida. Uh, and red is preferred by culture. Uh, it's a hmm. Europeans because of drinking red wine. Uh, we ship a lot of red grapefruit to Europe. Why Japanese a white is a sign of purity, and they like white beaded things, uh, white fish. They like white white things. So we send white grapefruit to Japan. So cultures determine where we send our crop. But if you close your eyes and take a spoon of, of red grapefruit in your mouth and then and then rinse out your mouth and then do it with white grapefruit, I can't determine which one's better. They're both they're both about the same. How interesting. Okay. Here's another question. By the way, I'm just having the greatest time. You're allowed to ask me any orthopedic surgery question you'd like, Doug because I will be free to answer them, but I just love picking your brain about grapefruit. This is just fascinating to me. All right, Tropicana, whatever that mafia is, creates orange juice. How come I don't see, not Tropicana, but the consortium of Indian River, do you guys make, am I missing something? Do you actually make it, or is it not possible to have Indian River grapefruit juice in the grocery? Yeah, a number of companies have had uh, Indian River lines, Ocean Spray. Uh, they had a line, Indian River Grapefruit. Uh, Natalie's is a smaller juice company, Natalie's uh, Fruit Juices. Mm. They have all Indian River fruit. So if you're looking in the store, look for Natalie's. Mm -hmm. But a, a, a number of big processing, Florida's natural. They buy a lot of Indian River, uh, and they might blend it with with a fruit from another part of the state. But uh, you know, it comes and goes with the processing commercials that they want to use. Mm -hmm. uh, we we determine if you use the name Indian River, it all has to come from the Indian River area. Mm -hmm. And the only one I know of currently, again, is Natalie's Orchid Island Juice. Is it just a volume thing that more orange trees exist in the world? Is it because the orange is a sweeter fruit and, and the human being prefers a sweeter fruit rather than the sweet, slightly sour grapefruit taste? Is that the reason? Well, yeah, and, and they uh, about 85, 87% of the Florida crop is, is oranges. And uh, it's for that reason, the kids like it. Every, you know, mm -hmm. Everybody likes it. Uh, and grapefruit. 
is an acquired taste. Uh, my kids adore grapefruit. My daughter demands I bring her a carton every time I come down. But <laughs> it just depends. Everybody's different and has a different taste uh, and that they prefer. But in your, but grapefruit right now is on the rise because you can eat it all day long and not gain weight. And it's with COVID, uh, oranges and grapefruit, vitamin C, vitamin D, as you know, being a mm-hmm. doctor, um, and, and there's a number, there's three or four key is, essential things we need to ingest as humans to protect ourselves from COVID. And vitamin C is one of the three or four best things you can ingest. And so we're seeing an increase in demand for our river fruit uh, because of that. Before I let you go, tell me about the vitamin C content, the difference between an orange, a grapefruit, a lemon. They're clearly different in their tastes, more sour lemon, sweeter orange, grapefruit maybe somewhere in between. Is that sweetness correlated to the vitamin C content? No, no, it is not. Uh, sweetness is what we call bricks. Uh, it's a citrus term, B-R-I-X, and oh, oranges traditionally have a little higher bricks uh, than grapefruit, but uh, grapefruit's right real close with that. Uh, it's just... One of the beauties, you being a doctor, that I like about grapefruit is that, uh, and you've heard about that, we can't be uh, taken with pills, but guess what? Um, In my humble opinion, uh, it does exactly what you want your body to do. When you drink grapefruit, Mm -hmm. it allows your intestines and your alimentary canal to absorb all of the nutrients Mm -hmm. we're eating if you eat a a mango with a with a grapefruit, you absorb the goodness of the mango more yeah. than any other thing you can ingest. Grapefruit allows your body to absorb the goodness of all the foods you eat, which mm-hmm. is a unique and unbelievable trait. Uh, and so that's what I love about grapefruit. It lets me enjoy my food better, lets my body absorb it better. Yesterday, and before I did surgery on the 10 hours of patients I was operating on and going to pre-op, I'm doing their hip, their shoulder, their knee, I always go through a litany of things. First of all, I cheer them up because uh, they're nervous, and I'll say, uh, you know, don't forget, my dad was a carpenter. He taught me to measure twice, cut once, and they start laughing because I think you talk about drugs that you put in your body. I don't care what an anesthesiologist gives a patient to calm them down. If I make them laugh or chuckle before I'm about to do surgery, I believe that must do some kind of beta endorphin to their body that puts them at ease. That's the greatest drug for their blood pressure and their stress before surgery. So that's the first thing I do. But then I also tell them, I'm going to want you to put ice on your knee, your hip, your shoulder afterwards. I'm going to tell you when you can take a shower, when it's safe and how to take a shower, either sponge bath or not you know, whether to use crutches or not. I go through the whole thing. And then I always say to them, Doug, and lastly, people always ask me, is there anything that I can do to heal faster? And I tell them, there is. And I tell them it's vitamin C. I tell them that under the microscope, if you look at our body, our collagen fibers look like strands of spaghetti. The pasta are the collagen fibers. The marinara sauce The glue that holds us together is ascorbic acid. It's vitamin C. So I tell them, load up, not with pills, not with a carton, but fresh citrus. And I tell them my favorite is Indian River grapefruits because that will actually allow you to make scar faster. People will heal faster from injury and surgery 
And I'm here to endorse and tell you that. And that's what I tell my patients. So the fact that you can come on this morning and be with us and teach us about the behind the scenes of something you can clearly feel is passionate to you. It's such a joy and pleasure to talk to you, Doug. Thanks for making time to be with us. Happy to do it. All right. I'm going to say hi to Leo George and the gang for putting us all together. And I look forward to meeting you in person one day, Doug. Appreciate it. All righty. Thank you, Dr. Clapper. Okay. It's my pleasure. That's the great Doug Bernicke calling from Indian River, Florida. What a great lesson about grapefruits. Who knew? Coming up next, I'll take your calls. The clinic will be open. The number is 877-710-ESPN. And don't forget, I got to tell you, we're the greatest glazed blueberry donut because we talk about Dodger blue. When I see that blue uniform, you know what I think about? Blueberry donuts. That's what I think about when I see Dodger blue. And the greatest blueberry donut glazed in L.A. I'm going to tell you where that is. Coming up next on the Weekend Warriors Show here on 710 ESPN. Our routine's mad about me. I'm just mad about a fourteen. She's just mad about me. They call me Mellow Yellow. They call me Mellow Yellow. Check out the Weekend Warrior Facebook, Know Your Knee Posts. One of the most complicated areas of the body, ACL, PCL, MCL, patella supplication. Really? Dr. Clapper translates the language of your knee on the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. Simply type in Weekend Warrior in the search bar and click on Doc's picture. Wow, your knee feels better already. Damn right. Like, follow, and feel better Hello there. with the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. Hi, it's Greeny. There's no better way to start your Saturday morning than with Dr. Clapper and the Weekend Warrior Show right here on 710. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. Hey, Robbie, do you like donuts? Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. I love donuts. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. The screen door slammed And a big yellow taxi Took away my old man Don't it always seem to go That you don't know what you've got Till it's gone They paid paradise Put up a parking lot Welcome back, Weekend Warriors Joni Mitchell What a beautiful voice She's from Canada Where the sky is so blue she wrote about it. And when I think about blue, I think about blueberry glazed donuts. And the best I've ever had is in Ventura at Good Time Donuts. Make sure you tell Sue you're a weekend warrior. she put a big smile on her face. Last Sunday after surfing, and man, were the waves big. You can follow me on Twitter, at Dr. Robert Clapper. You'll see me out there. People take pictures. It's fantastic. And I put them on Twitter. But I got my tradition after I'm done surfing. I go to Good Time Donuts in Ventura and look for Sue and I have a cup of coffee. And as I got online, the guy in front of me kept turning around looking at me. And I'm looking at him. He's looking at me. He goes, yep, I'm a weekend warrior, Dr. Clapper. Dr. Clapper. And he looks at Sue and says, I'll have a dozen donuts. I'm going, oh, thank you. Great. You made my day. And then he says to her, and don't forget, I need a blueberry glazed donut. It was like Cupid came in, flew in 
to the donut shop and shot me in the chest with an arrow, a blueberry arrow. I said, blueberry donut glazed. He goes, yeah. Have you never had one? They're amazing. I said to Sue, I got to have one because I'm going to talk about it. I put it in I, that white bag she has. I went back to my truck with the coffee and I just, I went to heaven. It was unbelievable. Good time donuts, Ventura. Don't get, don't go right away. Make sure I maybe go after Sunday morning because there better be a few left when I get up there tomorrow. But it was life-changing. So if you're a Dodger fan and you want to bleed Dodger Blue, the first start is to eat Dodger Blue. And the way to eat Dodger Blue is a blueberry donut from Good Time Donuts. All right, let's take some calls. The clinic's open. The number's 877-710-ESPN. Let's go to Louise in El Segundo. You're on with Dr. Clapper. Thanks for hanging on the line so long, Louise. I appreciate it. No worries. Good morning, Dr. Clapper. How are you doing? Good. Good morning. How young are you? What do you do for a living? I'm 29. I'm an auto body estimator. What and, does that um, mean? What does that mean? So you look at a car for a, like a used car lot and you decide how much it's worth? No, I work here at a shop uh, and uh, cars come in, primarily rental cars. And, uh, you know, they come in damaged and, uh, oh. you know, I, write, I, I evaluate the, I, I evaluate the vehicle, write the estimate. You know, I work with the, with the, uh, with the technicians. And so they, you, you know, look they, for they just, every scratch and every little blemish. You analyze that. You're like a radiologist, well, Luis. <clears throat> well, sometimes, like, like you say, the eyes don't see what the mind doesn't know. So that's, that's right. why I bring in the, the, the technicians and, and wow. you know, they're like the, they're like the doctors, right? So sometimes they see things. And, you know, my mind might not see it, you know, wow. so I bring them in to, you know, to, to just assist. And uh, so, sometimes, right, when, when it's a big job, you know, but when wow. it's a small one, you know, I, I can pretty much. That's fascinating. That well, that's like yes. a clinic. Like you have a clinic. People come in with all kinds of aches and pains and you got to figure out, you got to make a diagnosis. You got to see yeah. through yeah. the surface sometimes. See if they're covering yeah. something yeah. up. Wow. Exactly. We have scanners, too. Are, well, diagnostic scan tools that will, you know, help assist us and, and you know, and, and, you know, figuring out what uh, module, what computer, you know, we have a problem in and whatnot. Do you use, like, ultraviolet <laughs> yeah. light or a laser? Do you use no, anything like that? No, it's a um, – no, 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 no. I mean, not here. I mean, it's not, it's not that, that, that big of a – uh, hmm. you know, of, of an operation, but no, uh, we don't use any, uh, you just use your eyeballs. Uh, wow. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, I mean, we do that. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the guys are, they do plenty of, you know, I want you to do me a favor, Luis. Yes. Yes. I'm sure if I asked you your top five movies, you'd give me star Wars and all the rest of them, but you got to do me a favor. Okay. And you can and you can rent it. I'm, you'll figure out. You're a smart guy. You'll figure out how to rent it. You got to do me a favor because I'm pretty sure you never saw this movie, but you got to see this movie. With what you okay. do for a living, you got to see yeah. this movie. It's called right. the French Connection with Gene the Hackman. Have you ever seen this right. movie? No, no. Oh I'm my not. God, this movie! <laughs> you're gonna have to call me next week after you see it. Yeah, this All movie right. you're gonna say, Doctor Clapper. That was the greatest movie I've ever seen in my life. Because that movie has a scene in it, and I'm not going to ruin it for you, but it's a car estimator like you. And Gene Hackman, he's a cop, and he knows they're smuggling heroin into New York City, and he knows it's in this car. 
but he can't oh, well. figure out where they hid it in the car. Dr. Wait Platt. till you watch this movie and you figure right. out how Gene Hackman figures out where the heroin is in the car. It's an unbelievable scene. Oh, my God. Oh my a French connection. Right away, it's going to be the greatest movie you ever saw. How can I help you, young man? What you do to yourself? All right. So um, <clears throat> I, I have a wolf. I was, I was driving. I got rear-ended. And the next day, my knee locked on me. Hmm. And um, I, I've never been in in, in, uh, in in that much pain before. I was I was literally sweating and and you know I, I wasn't doing any physical activity or whatnot. I I, I got an MRI done. Mm-hmm. I, well, first I got an X-ray. My bones are fine. I got an MRI and I and I came to find out that I have a well, let me read the impression uh, a complex well minimal synovial effusion mm-hmm. and uh, the, the second uh, uh, the second thing they found was a. Uh, uh, complex tear of uh, the posterior horn of uh, my lateral meniscus to my left knee. Of your my lateral meniscus. Wow. Usually it's the medial meniscus. That's amazing. Is your pain in your knee on the little toe side or the big toe side? Yeah, it's on the, the little toe side. Well, yeah. there you go. So your yeah. symptom. So let me explain to you what complex tear is as an automobile estimator. You ready for some clapper vision? You know what clapper vision is? Of course, of course. <laughs> First of all, you better not let them stick any cortisone in your knee, okay? I know that, doctor. Okay. <laughs> I mean, from, from listening, you know, to... What's your favorite me, story? Yes, you listen to the show a lot. What's your favorite story I've told? Oh, my goodness. There's, there's just plenty. I mean, um, I mean, <laughs> I mean, me, 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 and, and me, and my, me and my father have a good connection, just um, the same way you and, and your father, you know, have a right. great connection, so... I mean, I just enjoy listening to the type of, uh, you know, wow. stories that, you, you know, you and your father went through. Because, I mean, me, I can relate. You know, I definitely Good. can relate to. I never so, know yeah, what it, yeah. I never know, Luis, what it is that touches people. And, you know, when oh, they yeah, say, yeah. oh, I love all your stuff, I love everything. But I really need to kind of weed it out. And I still feel like I do this radio show because my dad loved listening to the radio. And I feel like I'm somehow paying tribute to him every Saturday. Because if I'm on the radio, maybe he's got a radio up in heaven and he's listening to me. I I don't know, but that's why I keep yeah. doing it. So here's a clap provision. Oh. If you take a rock and you throw okay. it through your glass window in your house, it's going to shatter the glass. Yes. But it's really a window pane. So it's going to be shards of big pieces of glass. Listen, I'm sure you, like me, we've thrown plenty of rocks through a window and we've broken glasses before, okay? It's a lot of fun. I used to go to Jamaica Bay and there's nothing I had more fun doing than throwing a rock at a beer bottle and just watching the whole thing, you know, blow up. It was great. It was great fun. And and I would say this to my wife, who I've been married to 37 years. This is what my entertainment was as a kid. And she'd look at me and go, you're like, what's the matter with you? Because women do not understand the beauty of of shattering a bottle with a rock. You know, they just, uh, men are from Mars, we're from <laughs> Venus, or they're from Venus. It's just like one of the greatest joys in life is just making glass break, okay? But you know in the automobile business that the windshield is different so that you don't kill the driver. If a rock hits the windshield, they coat the windshield. So when a rock hits a windshield, what does it do? It shatters. It doesn't really do what a window pane in your house does. It has that film on it that allows it to shatter like a spider web almost, right? Yes. When I look at a meniscus tear, that rubber 
gasket that's in between your thigh bone and your and your shin bone, your femur and your tibia, that cushion that protects the cartilage on the end of the bone, the meniscus, and there's two of them, a medial and a lateral. There's the front, the anterior, there's the middle, and in the back of your knee, the posterior. So these descriptions of the location, but more importantly, and there's a book I wrote, you need to get, Luis, that I wrote with Linda Yui called Heal Your Knees. You need to get this book. Your dad may need it also one day. In fact, your dad will need it someday. You're, you're only the pre op or post-op. Sooner or later, you'll all need me. But the way the tear occurs t- tells me as a surgeon, is it going to heal on its own? Is it something that will do well with a repair with stitches? Or does it need a haircut to trim to get better? Those... So it's the location of the tear, and is it a vertical tear? Is it an oblique or diagonal tear? Is it a tear your dad's going to get because he's older, which is a horizontal tear? Or is it a combination of all of them? Is it a rock shattering a windshield where that spider web shattering occurs? Guess what we call that kind of a tear? Complex. So you have a shattered windshield kind of tear of your meniscus on the little toe side. Shots ain't going to make a difference. And if you are able to straighten and bend your knee, we'll go into therapy. But if you tell me, no, Dr. Clapper, it still hurts and it's been this long, then yeah, you would be do well with an arthroscopy, but you got to make sure the surgeon is going to keep as much of that cushion because you need it so you don't develop arthritis and need a knee replacement someday. So if it's been a while and it still hurts or you lack fully straightening and bending your knee, then you win the prize, Louise. What a pleasure it would be for me to be able to take care of you. As busy as I am, you'll call my office. You'll tell him you won the prize. His name is Arnie. Tell him I said it's okay and you can come see me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, doctor, what happened was it's a bucket handle tear. So there you go. All the more reason. Yeah. Did you have surgery already? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm supposed to have a surgery with Dr. Banfield at Cedar Sinai. Oh, that's not, fine. Not, 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 yeah, not, not over at West Hollywood, but uh, I believe it's in the. Well, I don't want to take you away from somebody. Yeah. He's a good surgeon. You can go to him, but that's different. So, a bucket handle tail, you'll learn about that when you read the book. That means you didn't yes. just tear it, but it flipped yeah. up. And it's amazing it's that it up. happened from you getting rear ended. That is incredible. Um, so, I, 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 yeah. I don't want them to mask it with pills and shots. You're doing the right oh. thing. And it's a pleasure to talk to you, and a pleasure to help you, Luis. Doctor, can I can I put can I can I like sit down on on a bench, for example, a, a, a bench, you know, a bench press, uh, you know, a bench a bench pressing, and can I can I lift weights just like by sitting down, not putting pressure on my leg, of course. Yes, I mean, of course. That... Yes, okay, yes, good. yes, yes, yes. Okay. That's what I've been doing. I mean, there's no pain. There's no pain to my you know to my knee. I I, I put no pressure. Uh, Is so, it feeling I mean, better? It's it's it, I have no pain, but I feel pain when uh, when I straighten it or when I bend it more than ninety degrees. Uh, I woke up in the morning one day and I totally forgot about it because I've been working. You know, I've been. I have, I'm on How long ago so did it occur? This happened a month ago. Mm. Yeah, so I'm still I'm, I'm going to workers' comp and I'm waiting. I'm waiting for them to approve it, but they're gonna approve it and. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna get the surgery done. Yeah, you'll get it done. You just just to make sure. Uh, you know. Good. Yeah, they, they recommended Dr. Banfield. I said, is Dr. Clapper available on this list? They're like, no, he's not. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, okay. well, that, uh, <laughs> that's 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 because of them, not because of me. It would be my pleasure I to help it. you, but you're in good hands. But keep in all touch right. with me, all right? 
All right. All right. Sounds good, Dr. Trevor. Thank okay. you. Appreciate it. All right. Thank Thanks for calling, Louise. I I'll appreciate it. I'll help somebody I, I don't know. But I mean, I, I, I know. You know the routine. All right. You find a total stranger today. Do something nice for them. And God bless you, Louise. Keep in touch. All right. Do we take a break? All right. We'll take a break. We'll pay some bills. Hang on the line. What a joy. What a pleasure it is to be with you each and every Saturday. And thanks for telling your friends. The Weekend Warriors show. Something special. It's like a beam of sunlight coming out of your radio every Saturday. We'll take some final calls, final segment. I'll tell you who my guest is. I'm so excited for my guest next week. Wait till I tell you who it is. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN. Holy emoji, Clap Man. Weekend Warriors on Facebook. Holy slip disc. That's right, Robin. Hear listeners talk about their aches and pains. Hamstrings. Along with Doc's clapper vision. Breathe deeply. And advice to callers. On your toes, Robin. So like, follow, and enjoy. A wise decision. The Weekend Wear Facebook page. Frankly, I can think of nothing more stimulating. Hey, it's Mace. You know, there is no better way to start your Saturday than with Dr. Clapper and the Weekend Warrior Show, 7 to 9 a.m. Saturday mornings. And don't miss Mason in Ireland back Monday at 1 on 710 ESPN. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Start your weekend off right. Listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. Google the Guggenheim. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. But the yellow rose of Texas beats the bells of Tennessee. <laughs> where the Rio Grande is Welcome flowing, back, Weekend Warriors. Yellow Rose of Texas. Who's singing that? Oh, uh, Roy Rogers. She said, if you remember, we parted long Remember the name ago. of his horse? Trigger. When he, Trigger died, he stuffed the horse so he didn't have to let me go. miss the a day still seeing Trigger. Dog named Bullet. Wow. Can't do that anymore. They're not the Washington Bullets anymore. They're the Wizards. Can't say Bullet. Well, crazy world. Crazy world we live in now. All right, let's go to our caller before the show is over. Sarah from Ventura, you're on with Dr. Clapper. How can I help? Hi, I'm having um, some pain in my my groin area, but then it kind of radiates to my outer hip. How young are you? What do you do for a living? I'm a teacher. Oh. I'm 46. What kind of, what grade kids do you teach? I teach third grade. God bless you. So they they learn about Native Americans? What do you do in third grade? Uh, well, nowadays a lot of it's just basic, you know, reading, writing, math. Um, oh. But yeah, I mean, Native Americans is definitely a part of it. Wow. Where are you so, from? Where did you grow up? I was born in Ventura, but I grew up in Rancho Cucamonga. Do you surf? I don't. How I'm can you be born in Ventura and you don't go surfing? Oh, my God. How about your dad, your, your brothers, anybody in the family surf? My mom did when she was younger. Actually. Oh, God bless your mom. That's great. Tell your mom I want to know if she kept any of her old surfboards because you could put a kid through college with what those things are worth now. No, I don't think she did. I think she has some magazines, but no, I don't think she did. <laughs> All right. So in your family, anybody with arthritis? Um, not really that I'm aware of, no. Are you a runner? I do work out a lot. I do, um, it's kind of like a Pilates, maybe dance. I was a dancer all growing up, ballet, Mm. and into my 20s. Have you had an Um, x-ray? Has anyone examined you? 
No, I kind of wanted to get your take on it first. I've been resting it for over a week. I haven't done anything. It's worse when I sit, and Mm -hmm. I've been, you know, doing a lot of distance teaching too, Mm -hmm. and so I'm sitting a lot. Yep, that'll do it. it. So there's a book I wrote with Lindy Yui called "Heal Your Hips." You should get a copy. I give the money to the homeless. I mean, it's so. I don't want anyone talking you into cortisone shots, stem cells, or other monkey business. There's no needles going into your into your hip. Be holistic. In Ventura, now with COVID kind of getting better and whatnot and resolving, walking in a pool will become possible again as a treatment. But you should have an exam. You should have an x-ray. You know, there are, I do over 400 hip and knee implants a year. They're not in your grandmother. They're in young people like you because I see more and more damage in joints in younger and younger people. Changing the way you exercise and you'll get inspired by reading the book. But you know what? You need Before I tell you how to treat it, you should have a diagnosis. You're not a complainer. You're not calling a doctor because, you know, you're a tough cookie. I can tell already. So if, if you're getting pain, is it something mild? Let's hope so. But it's not right for anybody to suggest treatment of any kind until you have a diagnosis. And when you describe classically pain in the groin, yeah, that's the ball and socket joint. Uh, it's not necessarily a pulled groin muscle or a hernia or something that's real easy. It could be the loss of cartilage or a torn labrum inside the hip joint. How do you know? You need an x-ray, an exam, and in some cases you need an MRI. So that's what I would encourage you to pursue. Read the book so you learn the right questions to ask and get the ball started. If you end up getting an MRI, I am more than happy. You'll call in, and I will translate it. If the doctor is not really great with bedside manner and can't really explain things, you know you always got me in your back pocket. All right? All right, Sarah, sorry about that. That's Well, next week we're going to talk to Gail Anderson. You'll hear it in the promo. Until then, I'll see you on the radio. Weekend Warriors on Facebook. Didn't you get the memo? Quickly hear Clapper's crazy kitchen stories. Easily find different callers' aches and pain issues. Right, I get it. Search Weekend Warrior in the search bar and click on Doc's picture. Who are you again? Voila! Like, follow, and enjoy the Weekend Warrior Facebook page.